0: Welcome to the Dreamers Disruptors podcast, a combined initiative by Requint and Bloomberg Quint, where we speak to new age leaders who are redefining leadership in the digital era. Today, we are being joined by Pavitra Singh, CHRO, PepsiCo, India. A very warm welcome to you, Pavitra. Thank you so much for joining us today. Bye. Bye. Pavitra, you're the head of talent acquisition at PepsiCo India, one of the most important links on an organization chart. So tell us, how would you define your leadership style?
1: The three words I would use to describe my leadership, I would say, um, is being open, engaged and committed. I think all these three are very important uh, for an HR manager. Every employee and ecosystem partner must experience you as open and transparent. This simply means that you will give them a good hearing and will balance what's right for the individual and the company. Employees must see you as engaged. you know. And as you know, there's tons of research which tells us that half the employees in India and 80% of employees in the U.S. are actively disengaged. So my style has really been to meet as many people, talk to as many, write to as many as I can. Uh, I do try to reply to every email and WhatsApp message that I get. Finally, the last, which is really on commitment. Everyone must see you as as, as committed that, that, the job that you're doing is not really for the title or the position, but to make the company a better place and move the company forward in the right direction. Now, there is no quantitative equations or measures for all these three, right? Uh, Whether it's about being open, engaged and committed. These are about feelings and I try to tap into these feelings. Right. You spoke about being open, engaged
0: and committed. Tell us who taught you to be engaged and committed, who really inspired you to be the person that you are today? your role models in life?
1: So my parents have always been role models through my life. Uh, My mother was a professor and I've always seen how hard she's worked and prepared for every class, you know, with the right amount of commitment. And she took pride in every student of hers. I think the biggest value my parents taught me was to be positive and give your best right? And as one goes through a career, you know, one has role models in good leaders. And I've a, I've learned a lot from every leader that I've directly worked with or saw from a distance. Uh, I've always been influenced by humble leaders, you know, who've gone beyond job descriptions, truly embracing and implementing a wider agenda, really being company people. So there's not a single uh, one leader that I'd like to call out. I think there are many leaders uh, that really inspire you, you know, um, many thought leaders. Uh, for example, there is mandela there is uh, barack obama so multiple leaders and there's always something that you can pick up from these leaders right Uh, that you can really adopt adapt and implement in your daily lives great but sometimes you know
0: we fail despite our best efforts and the higher one goes in the career the bigger the consequences are each time one fails so what is your approach when you fail
1: i think i've always you know believed that you know continue to give your best you know whether it's a part time role full time role contractual role doesn't really matter you know get rid of those labels tags that you know we put on ourselves right You know, think about what you're doing and how you're impacting the work that has been given to you. I think for me, that's been the biggest focus. I've really not thought about, you know, or cluttered my mind unnecessarily in terms of, okay, what's going to happen next? Will I get a good role, not get a good role? If you're a good performer and if you've done well, Whether it's, as I said, in our short-term project or a part-time kind of a role, there will always be pull for you in the system. You know, failures are a part and parcel of life, right? Uh, You know, I I think every leader goes through their own set of failures. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to pause. It's important to reflect and see what went wrong. What could you have done differently, right? And, uh, you know, I I would say I have seen, uh, seen tons of failures in my life, right? And I have grown the maximum when I have failed, Right? because that's an opportunity for you to pause, reflect and see what could you have done differently. Uh, so for me, I think if you don't fail, you don't learn, you don't grow. I think the second thing Part is, you know, when you see failures, it's a great opportunity to also reach out to people, you know, your mentors, you know, your your leaders that inspire you to really have that candid conversation and, you know, seek that additional perspective. What could you have done differently in a situation like this? I think those perspectives really open up your mind and you again grow as a leader. Right.
0: Moving to 2020, a year that will perhaps never be forgotten. What are the kind of changes or transformations you saw during this time? in the professional space?
1: See, I think every industry has seen the following uh, with this pandemic, right? Number one, I think rethinking how work is done itself. Right. Uh, And therefore looking at different models, therefore looking at different structures. Right. Who needs to be in the office? What work can be done from home? How can work be done? So really rethinking on how work will be done is one big change that we've seen. Secondly, we've all looked at our fixed costs closely. Right. Looked at every possible line to see really how do you kind of manage these costs and how can you look at costs differently? right? The third, uh, I think, from an HR perspective, when you look at L&D, you know, we've seen L&D go completely digital, you know? Fourth, I would say, you know, uh, you know, stemming from my earlier point is really on digitization. You know, we've started looking at digitization closely and adopting a digital first mindset. And lastly, I would say consumers buying online. That's been a big shift, right? Today, products are coming to the consumers at their home. This has been one of the biggest shifts that I have seen.
0: That's actually true. The digital journey or transformation of a professional as well as a consumer has never been faster, which is great. But on the other side, there were also millions of job losses because of the pandemic. I'm sure as an HR head, you faced many such situations when you've had to take tough calls and inform people that they're being let go. How? As a leader.
1: Do you handle that? It's always a tough decision. Nobody wants to let go of people, right? But it is a tough decision. You know, every industry, every company takes a call accordingly based on their operating model. Uh, but I think the only thing I would say is that when you do, you know, uh, take those calls, there is a way of doing it. You know, again, keeping empathy at the forefront of how you communicate You know, you can always communicate a bad message, you know, you know, in a nice way or in a bad way. I think it's about really keeping the empathy to the core of it, you know, while communicating. And people get it, you know, if you're, you know, honest and if you're transparent and if you tell people why you're doing, you know, what you're doing, people get it.
0: Right. One other interesting outcome of the pandemic is work from home, which was initially imposed because of the crisis. But now it's become a choice
1: for many. See, I think every organization will have uh, some portion of its workforce working from home in the future, right? It will be different uh, by different industries. Now, we've uh, looked at uh, work from home as within a country. I would extend the concept to beyond the country, right? In in PepsiCo specifically, over the last three to four years, we've tried what we call location-free roles, right? When someone's working remotely from India, but could be serving other markets like Europe, US, or even the Middle East, right? So I think work Work from home will need a new set of policies and this will happen for all companies in 2021. I also feel that uh, work from home will increase the number of outsource functions and roles in the future. Uh, I think work from home uh, will also be read as women from home and it's going to be a fantastic opportunity for companies to really tap into this highly talented women pool sitting at home today. Uh, the way I look at it is that we're going to move into a hybrid model you know, where there is going to be flexibility and some roles will get more flexibility versus other roles right so clearly this is going to be a huge huge change uh, going forward it's not going to be the same all right moving
0: beyond work tell us about your hobbies and interests
1: Yeah, I would say, so I have a teenage daughter uh, and I try to spend a lot of time with her, you know, especially I think during these times, uh, you know, we are all at home. So it's become, you know, um, a great ritual to kind of spend time watching, you know, movies together, whether it's on Netflix, you know, watching some series, uh, you know, along with her. So I think uh, that's been my latest passion, uh, you know, really spending time with her, watching movies, you know, doing online shopping, uh, or learning new things, like I've taught her how to bake, right? So we end up baking a few things uh, whenever we get the time. So I think for me, that's really been, uh, you know, one of the biggest pursuits uh, during this lockdown. I, I love traveling. You know, whenever uh, we do get an opportunity as a family, we are off somewhere. We've, we've traveled, uh, you know, to a number of countries. We just love traveling and going to offbeat locations or offbeat countries, you know, and exploring the culture, the diversity, and just, you know, meeting and knowing people who, you know, who come from different walks of life so traveling is definitely something that you know I love uh, very passionate about but unfortunately during this time these times it's taken a back seat.
0: That hopefully should change soon when things get back to normal but uh, what are the kind of changes you foresee in the next decade in your industry?
1: So I think a couple of uh, trends and innovations that I, I, I think are likely to shape the industry number one I think trust will be very important at a country level at a company level and at a leadership level. I think that's one big trend that I do foresee. The second uh, I spoke earlier was around digitization. You know, it is here to stay. If an organization doesn't go down the digital route, then it will be very uncompetitive. The third, I would say, uh, social media will become bigger. And there will be calls for legislating it. You know, every leader will now need to have a social media footprint. You can't avoid it. You know, you have to do it to reflect the positive abilities. Uh, fourthly, I do feel that there is going to be a rise of influencers in social media. So there will be a broader pool of brand endorsers. More content will now become vernacular. Uh, Also, doing good for society that you operate in is going to be equally very, very important. Uh, We will also see a more fluid workforce. I think that's a trend to stay. You know, we're already hearing about gig workers. We're already seeing many organizations really looking at, you know, the roles uh, and exploring whether this could be done by contractual workers, you know, or should it be continued uh, by full-time employees. So, we are going to see this rise of gig workers, you know, contract, flexi, part-time workers. So, this, Model is definitely going to uh, come uh, come to life, and lastly, I think health and wellness—you know—the entire piece around employee well-being is going to take center stage.
0: And what are the three tips that you would give to the upcoming generation of dreamers disruptors?
1: The first, I would say, the world is your stage, not a country. Uh, be worldly wise and be world citizens. Secondly, you're an articulate generation. Use that capability to bring genuine change in society. And the third, keep learning and evolving. And lastly,
0: what qualities do you look
1: for while hiring a resource? Look, I think the top three things, uh, first is, you know, the first thing I would say is um, attitude, right? Uh, You know, I think that's so much more important, uh, you know, than attitude, because if you have a positive attitude, you know, you will go the extra mile, you will, you know, um, you know, we call that the discretionary effort. So, The first and foremost thing I would say is having the right attitude, the right positive attitude. The second is ability to adapt, you know, and handle ambiguous situations. And the third I would say is, you know, ability to, you know, be a quick learner, again, agility. Uh, Therefore agility in terms of learning, unlearning and learning again. So these are the three qualities that I would look at. Attitude, adaptability, agility, the three A's.
0: Attitude, adaptability, agility. Wow. Something for all of us to remember. On that note, let's wrap up for now. Thank you so much, Pavitra. It's been a pleasure to have you with us today.
1: Thank you.